1: When Ryan's when it's time to begin, it's on the rewinder up with John Pollock and waiting. The 18 that makes sense of these things we see in the ring every week on TV. It's rewinder up for Monday night, download a Tuesday morning from the post wrestling site. It's rewinder up for Monday night on USA now on the John and Wade take the mic. We are live with Rewind to Raw. I am John Pollock here, alongside, waiting to chat about tonight's fallout from the Survivor Series, the hunt for egg for three hours, an enormous payoff. Hello, way. Hi, John. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing great.
0: Is that, is that a genuine answer?
1: Um, you can interpret it however you would like It's hard to
0: tell hard to always tell
1: you know, know. 11 we'll, we'll o'clock see how, we'll Monday. see how I'm doing midway through this this review uh, all right lot lot to talk about coming out of this. Are you doing well? are you good? I'm
0: doing pretty good, yeah, yeah, doing pretty good
1: well, folks, we have the Survivor series that went down on Sunday night. We did a post show immediately afterward with all of our thoughts. Immediately after the show. Did you, did you have a uh, dramatically different feeling today when you rewatched the Survivor Series before Raw? Uh,
0: no, but maybe when I watch it for a third time, um, I might have a change of opinion.
1: You, you miss things, and then you pick them up on the like, third, viewing, third viewing of WWE pay-per-views. That's the, that's the magic viewing. Yes. It's like, oh, yeah. I get it now. That's why Austin Theory lost to get a title match the next night. I, it mm. all makes sense now.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean the, the clues were probably there the whole time that, that it would be Austin Theory. I mean um you know? Uh and and I think we can look back and say, Steve Austin. This was clearly a, a you know, Steve Austin is on his way. That's why they chose a, a different Austin.
1: If they really wanted to milk ratings, that that should have been the tease all night long. Austin, yeah. It should
0: have been Austin appreciation night.
1: Austin stole the egg. He's on his mm. way to the arena. He's coming for the third hour. He's going to wrestle. Yes. All right. Um, Up on the site, uh, beyond that, we have uh, our schedule for the coming week. uh, Some highlights this week. On Tuesday night, Wei and I will present our latest edition of Talk. Something that we do a lot of, but this is a different level. This is a different level of communication. I mean,
0: I'm kind of surprised that it's only our third time actually talking. Um, this is of course the podcast that we do where we try not to talk about wrestling or at least not current wrestling, but, um, that doesn't mean we won't maybe, you know, talk about the subject as it relates to maybe our business, um, and just each other's lives. So it, it'll be a chance for, for us to sit down. I believe, are
1: we going to do this in person, John? This is going to be historic. This is yeah. the first time that I am ever, I've ever been invited the waitings home. Oh my god, you're always invited. Are you kidding me? I, I I've never been invited. I've never been to this place. I I technically need uh an address cuz I don't know where you live. Okay. Well, uh, yes, John Pollock will be in this room recording this show. Oh my goodness. Live
0: in person with me. Ta- uh, talking tomorrow. So that is a an exclusive we give to our patrons. Uh I guess whenever we feel like it I'm going to
1: play that keyboard when I get there.
0: Sure, we can jam. Yeah, it's let's Lego. do it.
1: Sounds great. Yeah. Exciting. Uh, So that's coming out tomorrow evening. A live, in-person talk, no less. Uh, Then the rest of the week... Live for us, not for everybody else. It'll be for you all. Everything's live. You can say live for anything, really. Uh, On Thursday, Bushby and Thompson's wrestling adventure. Uh, This should be a fun chat because they have enlisted not just Benno, uh, but SP3 will be back. Correction.
0: Benno was tied up because of uh, something, so he couldn't make it.
1: He was tied up with what? Succession? Over Final Battle 2005? <laughs> Could have you know, been a succession. Your priorities are completely out of whack here. Well, the three of them will be reviewing uh, the the year-end card for Ring of Honor in 2005. Um, quite the show. If you go look at this lineup, uh, they will be reviewing that on Thursday. So look out for that on the British Wrestling Experience feed. And then Andrew will be back with WH on Saturday for Post Pro Res. They're going to be looking a lot at this New Japan NOAA Co-promoted event for January the 8th at the Yokohama Arena. And then Sunday, WrestleNomics Radio will be featured. Uh, those are just some of the big highlights. And the main event of the whole week, MCU Later, with the the debut of Hawkeye, is going to be dropping on Thursday with yourself and WH diving into a brand new series. That
0: is correct, yeah. Uh, the Marvel shows are back in the Disney Plus service. And you know, not only that, but a lot has happened. A lot has been announced in the world of the MCU over the past uh, month or so. And Wh and I will be talking about our thoughts on the Spider-Man trailer, uh, and of course, the slew of Disney Plus shows that have been announced recently, as well as the first episode of Hawkeye, which comes out Wednesday. So we'll be chatting about that Thursday. So tune in on MCU later in the Post Wrestling Cafe.
1: It's got a. Uh, it's set in around Christmas time. I understand. That's
0: right? Yeah, in New York City
1: they're really trying to pull me back in. I can see what the what the marketing is uh, is after here.
0: You know, you we might uh, I might open the invite t- uh, two times this month for oh, you goodness. to come over here to
1: record. Well, let's uh let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, but a lot of great stuff coming up at postwrestling.com this week and the continuation of our post daily news updates. We did not put one out today with the Survivor Series so fresh on Sunday night, but we will be back on Tuesday and maybe we will chat the status, uh, how the post daily news updates are going on talk. We'll save that for, for talk.
0: But. The, it, it'll be an assessment of, like, you, John and I haven't really even discussed it ourselves. So, like, it's going to start with the
1: question, way do you want to kill me? And way pondering this, this potential, <laughs> the, the value of my uh, disappearance permanently.
0: But we will certainly assess maybe this month long experiment and, and how it's been going for us and maybe what it holds in the future.
1: Uh, So we're going to reserve most of our discussion about the news items uh, for Tuesday. Uh, We will be talking about the SmackDown and Rampage numbers that you can read uh, up on the site. Kenny Omega vacating the uh, Mega Championship for AAA, and maybe by the time we talk tomorrow, uh, AAA will have announced their uh, new championship match for Triple Mania. It has not been announced as of yet, but the title is vacant after more than two years of Omega's championship reign. Has it been two years? Wow. He won it like three weeks after the debut of Dynamite from uh, Ray Phoenix. Wow,
0: two years. Okay, well, can you how imagine
1: if f- they got to two years with Roman Reigns and then he's got to miss a few months and they vacated it?
0: I mean, injuries happen. You know, like what, what can you do in, in a situation like this? Not vacate uh, it. Wait, how long though? How long? Look how long they've the been game?
1: waiting with Omega. Like how many? How many title defenses? How many times has he gone down to Mexico in these two years? It's not like they've uh, they've had the biggest uh, problem having this title on Omega all this time.
0: But do we know how long he'll be away?
1: Well, the timeline's out there. It's like they're supposed to be like minor surgeries. It's not the idea like he's going to be gone six to eight months.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they, they do have a main event that they want to promote, and I think that Kenny match is still there.
1: Well, they did the promo. They're obviously going to get back to Omega and Vikingo at a date to be determined. That seems to be what all sides are working towards. Um, so anyway, we'll we'll talk more about all of that uh news stuff. But off the top here, before we get into Raw, this is connected to Raw, but I would guess the uh the most noteworthy aspect of this show was not the discovery of who stole the egg, uh, but a spectator at the Barclays Center making their way onto the ramp and tackling Seth Rollins as he was leaving the ring after his beatdown of Finn Balor and uh I had someone, set, I, I was not watching Raw live at, at the time, so I had someone actually send me the video before I had seen it on, on screen. And just watching it, um, you know, you you would have imagined like the way this was shot, this guy came out with like a house of fire towards him that you almost just thought it would have been an angle before you quickly realized it was a fan uh, that had attacked Rollins. And uh, since that time, uh, WWE did put out a statement to ESPN stating. WWE takes the safety of its performers very seriously. The individual who attacked Seth Rollins has been turned over to the NYPD and will be prosecuted to to the fullest extent of the law. And Mark Ramundi of ESPN going on to say that a 24-year-old male has been taken into custody in Brooklyn following an an attack on Seth Rollins during the Raw TV show in Brooklyn, uh, according to an NYPD spokesperson. So, um, yeah, Rollins, like, uh, he came up. They just went to replays immediately. And then it comes back. Rollins is on the ramp and he's back in character. His mouth is bloodied up. And then he came back at the end of the show for the angle at the end. So it seemed like he was he was fine, but nonetheless, this is the same arena where we had the Hall of Fame incident with Bret Hart a couple of years ago.
0: Right, interesting.
1: Um I don't.
0: I don't know if you can really draw, you know, correlation uh, between. No, between it's the a coincidence it's,
1: that it was in the yeah. uh, the same arena. But nonetheless, folks, don't be doing this stuff.
0: Of course not. And, and I, I feel weird even like drawing attention to it on on a podcast like this because the last thing I think any of us want to do is glorify the behavior of pieces of shit like this guy. Um, I, you know, obviously, like the only reason you would do something like this is for the attention. Is to click around, scrolling around Twitter afterwards saying, I did that. I did that. Look at me. And fuck that guy. And it's like, I hate this type of behavior. I hate the fact that we're even talking about it. But it is news. Um, But I will say, you know, all the credit in the world to Seth Rollins for coming back out here at the end of the show and fulfilling his role uh, when he had every right to not come back. Because they've gotten very lucky, I have to say, with any of these incidences. Because... It can always be a lot worse, you know, if if these fans are carrying a weapon. If some, you know, like if if Seth landed poorly, um, this dude was not a small man.
1: He, ta- he'd like, he'd like, like, took him down. It's like, man, you could have landed on your... You just don't know how someone's going to land. To your point about the weapon, like, that's the fact this guy was able to get up to him and... Not only make contact, but significant contact. It's, uh, you know, it, it's very alarming if you're a wrestler who, like, you're in performance mode. You're not mm-hmm. in self-defense mode. And all it takes is a split second of you having to shift into self-defense mode, and it could be too late. Uh, if, if somebody was able to get to you and they have a knife or something on them, it's, it's certainly concerning.
0: So, so, you know, the continued question is like, what, what can be done about situations like these, you know, do you ramp up security? Do you just, you know, have more security guards watching the barricades at every turn? Uh, do you put up the glass like, you know, like we had in, in the pandemic? I certainly hope not. You know, I, I would hate for, for a couple of these assholes a year to ruin it for the rest of the world. Um. So, but, but, you know, like we're one terrible incident away from like, you know, some serious change needing to occur. It's just, I I hate the fact that we're even talking about it, but, uh, yeah, no, there's fuck that guy
1: way has summarized it. Well, on that note, the rest of raw was from the Barclays center, their second night in the building in Brooklyn, New York. And tonight raw and SmackDown were invited to the show as they searched for this egg way. I have no idea. Why SmackDown was involved in this show. They literally used Sami Zayn and they took Natalia and said, You're gonna be in Tamina's <laughs> corner. Why? No reason. You're just going to be in her corner. And the rest of you, well, if you want to run around backstage, we're gonna do some pre tapes looking for the egg. There was absolutely no reason for SmackDown on this show. Zero.
0: Well, I would certainly hope that this meant that the majority of the SmackDown roster who, who did not have a role in the show got the night off.
1: I hope so. I <laughs> hope there they... were not people just sitting around all day to do nothing. Because there was no need for any – anyone could have fulfilled the Sami Zayn role. And God knows Natalia, there was absolutely no purpose for her being there.
0: None. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is just a tactic to, like, um, try to get more people to buy tickets to, to what, what should – I guess is, is technically a co-branded show. Um, But, you know, the script obviously had other plans, and those plans only involved one member, realistically, of the SmackDown roster.
1: So we started with a shot of the empty egg container as Vince is—this has to be like the silliest. I mean, if you look at the show description for our podcast, that's, that's exactly why I wrote it as such. Vince is just sitting there with Pierce and DeVille, and they recap the night before uh, that this was a gift that The Rock gave him. And then he gets in the line, well, he probably owed it to me, but he did still give it. And he's upset that someone stole from him. That is the offense. Pierce and DeVille have interviewed everyone, and Vince threatens to fire the two if the egg doesn't show up by the end of the night. DeVille says they have surveillance footage, ruling it could be a man or a woman. And whoever brings the culprit will get a WWE championship match against Big E tonight. This is the equivalent of winning the Royal Rumble, is finding this egg. hmm Yeah. Uh, and
0: obviously more valuable than being the sole survivor on the Survivor Series team, more valu- valuable, really, than any any actual match at the Survivor Series is the ability to f- find this egg.
1: Did you notice that I... tonight, though, it, like, it felt like the commitments for Red Notice were all contained to Sunday, because mm-hmm. this was just about the egg. There was no, like, Red Notice plastering all over the episode. Yeah. It was just them taking this and continuing it for a night for their own purposes.
0: Yeah, I felt like, I mean, it was almost a way, like, the the more important aspect of it was the fact that it was Vince McMahon on TV to carry on this mystery, who done it storyline. And less because I, I don't recall hearing Red Notice mentioned on commentary, unless I I'm mistaken,
1: I didn't notice anything. On, Certainly, at no, least within the body of the show, and we're not getting the the U.S. feed.
0: Obviously. I would, I mean, I, I would imagine maybe they had to have some sort of deal, in even to to use the prop. Don't you think?
1: Uh, I'm. It, it could have or been permission, yeah, some
0: sort. But so, so are are you suggesting like are we trying to make some sort of inference about whether or not they actually made money from Red Notice for tonight or not?
1: I would imagine it was just an overall, um, uh, just, just a product integration that they, they had an agreement for. And I mean, if they wanted to take it, and I'm sure when it comes to these, it's not necess- It's probably like the WWE side of how do we integrate it into the product. And, that, and thus it was a Survivor Series promotion, and they just mm-hmm. decided to make it an angle to send people to Monday night.
0: I, uh, yeah, I mean I, I think maybe the the appeal of it is is less about um I mean it's it's again mainly Vint and also having a storyline that carries into a show long angle to carry to drive interest up and in raw and you know realistically survivor series probably was too quick uh, like didn't offer enough time to solve this stupid story anyway. Um so maybe they it was just their th- thinking.
1: So then Kevin Patrick is with Randy Orton, and Riddle has gone missing. Uh, and he says it's unlike him to miss a match. But then Riddle walks up dressed as Randy Orton with a goatee and a mustache that he has like taped onto his face, wearing a vest like Randy and doing an impression of Randy. And Orton gets upset, saying, I told you to be like me. Don't be me. And then Riddle leaves to walk out to Randy's theme song for his match with Dolph Ziggler.
0: Yeah, with the trunks. Yeah. No, it was amusing, you know? I, he's amusing. Um, it's not really for me, but, like, I'm not everybody. And a lot of people seem to like him. A lot of people seem to like RK-Bro. I would say it's it's a very successful act in this
1: show. Well, the goatee got torn off by Dolph, and Graves was the only person that reacted when this was... Uh when this was removed. Riddle went for a Pescado right into a super kick, and the Dirty Dogs do Randy's pose in front of him as they go to break. We come back. Riddle tries for a draping DDT. That's stopped, and he's hit with the Famouser, and then Riddle stops a super kick. High knee, he calls for the RKO, hits the RKO, and he pins Ziggler, and Randy was so elated to see his protege utilize his finisher, and Orton gives Riddle the mustache back, and then Orton fist bumps Riddle and hits Rude with the bro Derek.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: So, so the crowd seemed uh, amused by this.
0: Yeah, they seem to enjoy it, and for now, RK-Bro is again on the same page. Is that what we're left with?
1: Uh. Yeah, they're, they're the same person now.
0: They're, oh, okay, yeah. I wonder if this continues. I wonder if he'd, you know, I wonder if next week we see Orton dressing up
1: as Riddle. I doubt it. If he can't even ride a camel to the ring, I don't know if uh, he'll be allowed to act like an idiot. Hmm. The talent is just tearing up the backstage area, searching for the egg. Poor Rhea Ripley was in the middle of this. This was like everyone got to be a 24 7 geek for the night. So was she
0: going to challenge Biggie as well? If yep. she found it? Yep.
1: yep. She was going to get oh. a WWE title shot against Biggie. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. R Truth found a football and then he ran into a woman's locker room. The comedy was endless tonight. Oh, yeah. Becky Lynch comes out. She said she has had some of her biggest moments here at the Barclays Center. Her career skyrocketed three years ago after slapping Charlotte Flair. And last night was a culmination of a decade of love, hate, friendship, and betrayal. I came out and I wanted to injure and maim Charlotte Flair. And you people loved every second of it. You didn't care who walked out the winner. And she said, that's done. We're over that. And now I'm a heel and she <laughs> runs through all the different women on raw Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan and says, I used to put a lot of stock in your opinions, but all of you fans are full of crap. Last night during the women's survivor series match, you did the wave. You sang during that match. That was a tremendous 23 minute match to put it three hours deep into the show before the main event. How dare you do the wave? And this was her justification for saying go to hell to all these fans. She says, but I actually agree with all of you because none of those 10 women deserve it. Lives won one match in four years. And when I beat her, all of you will bitch and moan when she loses. I've got a death grip on this title and no one is taking it away from me. I found this both like Becky is a phenomenal promo. I think she is just a great, great speaker. But my God, after like last night, this audience just so wants to be behind this this character. And mm-hmm. there's no other baby face. And I'd include Bianca there. Bianca is a very effective baby face. She is nowhere near the level of Becky Lynch, but that's that's the role that Becky is in. And that's the one they're obviously sticking to. So that's that was what we reestablished here after this kind of needless Survivor series, but nonetheless, it was uh uh, one of the high points of the show was Becky and Charlotte.
0: It, I mean, it kind of reminds me of uh, Daniel Bryan's role from years back when he had to face Brock, you know, mid... I guess he he just won the title and then went on to ha- have that match against Brock at Survivor Series. And then had to, you know, work, in that right, match, he was very right. much a babyface. And then the night after, he had to turn back into a heel. So, you know, I will say, I think, you know... Anytime a performer is given the very difficult task of flipping back and forth within a week, you need to be a very talented promo. And Becky Lynch certainly, I think, you know, is probably one of the more capable people on that roster to pull off something like this. You can definitely argue how successful it is. Yes, they're absolutely still pushing against what the crowd wants. And I will say, like, you know, the entire thing with Charlotte, I think, has probably been some of the more um, talked about, stuff for Becky since her comeback and therefore whatever value that they built with her as a heel I think has pretty much been lost and she's really just starting from square one again um by trying to turn this crowd back on her and working against it so it was already a struggle to begin with and it continues to be a struggle
1: Then like in the very next segment Bianca Belair comes out and she goes over her win the night before and she says I was able to win Because of all of you fans supporting and cheering me on. Dude, I couldn't believe these two promos were back to back
0: yeah unreal like it's it's not usual that they would have back-to-back promos especially- it was so
1: weird It that never happens and there was no even crossover of the two like crossing no, paths. no
0: commercial break even
1: no no commercial no? break there was nothing it was just like we went from one interview segment to the next in the ring yeah. and they totally contradicted each other and i thought bel-air came off like so uh, stupid yeah, because the fans know that, yeah, they did do the wave. They were not into the match. Becky was not lying. That was the source of the heat in the promo. Mm-hmm. And then Air comes out, and it's like totally delusional.
0: Yeah, yeah. There was some really poor communication between whoever booked these two segments aside. You know, who knows? Maybe on a prior draft of the script, this was, you know, in the third hour, and somehow things got swapped, and this ended up being the case. But it was very unfortunate, even if it wasn't the third hour. You have Becky come out and basically remind the audience that hey, we all turned on that match last night, and to have Bianca just come out and basically ignore it and, in fact, thank the audience in a way uh, for like
1: you know they were never I've never seen thirteen thousand people wave at me at the same time, and you (laughs) made me feel so important in this Uh, moment. Thank you.
0: Well, I will say, I mean, for her from her perspective, like. They were cheering for her, okay? They were yes. cheering for Sasha. That is the truth. But still, like, for her to come out and not address what Becky just inter- introduced, I think feels very very disingenuous, you know, for, for a celebration.
1: Yeah, it was just, and, and to be just back-to-back with one another, it was just so bizarre. Like, this does not happen that often. But she says, drop should do something better, like find the egg, and I've got something to show Tamina. I would imagine it's probably similar to what she showed her last week when she beat her in three minutes. Oh, is that the match? I yes, I yeah, forgot. we're a rematch this week. <laughs> so Tamina comes out with Natalia as Corey Graves explains all superstars from both brands are here. Therefore, Natalia's in Tamina's corner. <laughs> so all I okay. could think about Natalia was, was like, man, I could have been home an extra day this week before I got to come back for SmackDown on Friday, and here I am to walk out. With my ex partner and stand in a corner.
0: Maybe she was in the back anyway, you know, just hanging out with TJ or something or something like that. I don't know. But I didn't even know that these two were still a team. I mean, they were split up on different shows, so like you would assume that the association I guess was I guess done. we've
1: learned when a team gets drafted, it doesn't mean the team's done. Just uh, like, you know, uh um, No,
0: usually it means the team is done. Like well, most often more. That's what they do to split up teams is just to draft them on other sides. But somehow inexplicably, they decided Tamina and Natalia was an important enough association to remind us that it still exists on this co-branded show.
1: Well, there's an EST chant. She gets yanked off the turnbuckle. Tamina hits her with the super kick and Samoan drop, but Belair kicks out. She's working on her neck. And then Tamina runs shoulder first into the post. Just the, the move of doom in WWE. And that was it. KOD three minutes. Fifty eight seconds. And then Natalia jumps Bel Air from behind, goes for the sharpshooter, gets kicked to the floor. Belair asks asks, What are you doing? And I don't think Natalia would have had an answer. I what am I doing here? I don't know. And with that, Dewdrop jumps Bel Air from behind and beats her. And Tamina, Dewdrop, and Natalia all leave together. I don't know what this is uh, supposed. to... maybe Natalia can just be uh Move to RAW and that's it.
0: Yeah, why not? Or show why up not? on both shows. Show up in NXT. Like I, I don't think it matters much.
1: Or Dewdrop can just say, you know, Tamina. Um, all my friends used to call me Natty. Uh, you could just call me Natalia.
0: Dewdrop Drop can say
1: that. Yeah, just why not? Just create the Natalia character with a character. Oh, you want her to adopt the Natalia? Yeah, yeah. Persona? She just takes her name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Then you have Tamina and Natalia every week. Playing the role of Natalia is
0: dewdrop. Then Brett will show up and, like, you know, like... Vincent's going to have
1: this great idea. He's like, what? I've I've released all these people, but I could just have, like, playing the role of the Fiend is now going to be... uh, Alexa Bliss. I mean, they actually did that. uh, They kind of did. So, yeah. yeah.
0: I don't know if he could get Natalia, though. I mean, does he own the rights to the name Natalia?
1: We're giving too much thought to this. The three of yeah. them left together. I don't know why Natalia was on the show. Your your answer is as good as any that she was just there and said, "Hey, you want to be on the show? Sure." Yeah. But this is all just you know setting up,
0: I guess, uh, minor villains for Bianca to overcome. Um, you know, they, well, they at continue. least two of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tamina, she's already vanquished. She'll probably vanquish uh, three more times en route to this match with Dewdrop, which I'm I'm thinking Bianca will win. But ultimately, like, I don't know how much of it, like, they're all just kind of time fillers for, for Bianca until, like, she gets that rematch with, you know, Becky. Um, you know because- what
1: this has to be? They have to do it on the New Year's Day show so that Bel Air can say, when the ball drops, do drops. Ooh. Ah, I like it. Let's wait six weeks just for that five-second line. <laughs> Will you give the show a thumbs up no matter yes. what, if they did yeah, that? 100%. 100%. Okay. I can't wait for my the first day of 2022. We'll be watching a pay-per-view. Seth Rollins comes out. He is the sole survivor. He led Team Raw to victory, carried them on his shoulders, and he goes through all the other members. Owens is a coward. Last week got counted out. Theory tried hard, but wasn't good enough, and Ballard took a brogue kick and was pinned.
0: Can we talk about how much this crowd loves all of a sudden the Seth Rollins theme song?
1: Yeah, all night they were they were humming this this theme. It just kind of um, came out of nowhere.
0: I couldn't pick this theme song if you played me like uh, five, okay, like five current WWE themes. I could not tell you what Seth Rollins theme sounded like, and maybe I'm you know I'm just I'm missing out because like evidently everybody in this arena was singing the song like it was Judas. Damn, like did you recognize that this sh- this song was this popular
1: no no
0: yeah i, didn't I had his
1: theme is still the burn it down theme but i know he has moved on and moved on quite a long time like wwe themes don't uh don't really resonate uh, outside of like a very select few i would say like if you were to to play yeah. a game with me and you played the first 10 seconds of a theme i would struggle well like the
0: nakamura theme absolutely yes okay like i mean glorious yeah like um but, like, the Seth Rollins theme song? Really? Like, this is this is the one this crowd recognizes? Wow. Amazing. right up there with Dewdrops theme.
1: Which is... I don't how know. That maybe, go? maybe they'll start singing that one, too. Maybe. So, he just runs down all of Team Raw. No lies stated. I mean, they were all beaten, and he won by himself. And he says that he is going to show Balor uh, what it takes to be the best. And their match is up next. So Balor cuts him off, comes out. This is the same arena as well, while we're doing historical trivia of Barclays Center, where these two had their match at SummerSlam that we reviewed not too long ago. And that was where Balor won the Universal title and then had to vacate it the next night.
0: I feel like mentioning even that little tidbit would have added so much more interest into like the reason well, why this match was, was even great. happening.
1: Graves did pull pull out the fact that Balor was the first Universal Champion and beat Seth Rollins, but did not connect the location that they were in.
0: Like, like a little video package to show that this was the the arena where this had occurred would would just add so much more, pro, you know, built in interest and reason for this match actually occurring here.
1: Honestly, if Seth did the uh, the power bomb into the barricade. And just left Balor laying. Ooh, that would have been great. People would have like awesome. bought it like to at least a small degree. I mean, you would have had people that would it would at least connect with people a bit more because of the history of that spot in this arena, and you're leaving Balor laying. Mm. Just to right. tease something. Uh, but no, he comes
0: out, they start but, but but Balor wasn't the focus, I suppose. That was the point, right? Like they didn't they almost didn't seem to want to draw any attention to Balor at the end of this. Like I don't think he's I don't think we're supposed to care.
1: Well, uh Rollins just jumps him as he enters the ring. Balor did come back with a tope-con hero, but then catches Balor, drops him on the barricade, and continues to brawl on the floor, nails Balor with the steps and two stomps inside of the ring. So he's just left laying here. And this is when uh Seth is leaving and the guy runs out and, and tackles him. Uh and we got got that whole thing here
0: yeah yeah so you know they're continuing to put a lot behind Seth en route to this biggie title challenge um sucks for Finn Balor fans, but I think you know if you're a Finn Balor fan, you knew how much they they value this guy after you saw the demon match he's He's lost a lot since then, you know, like lost in Saudi Arabia, I mean got taken out last night, lost this um so you know it just seems to be his place.
1: And probably will lose to Rollins en route to this title match, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, could. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'll lose again. I mean, if he's even back, this
0: felt like it was like a write-off almost.
1: It was two stomps. I mean, it could it could have been uh, more to it than that. On that note way, as we take a, a minor intermission here, this might have been the best tweet of the entire year. Did you see this from, Al, uh, from Weird Al? No. To everybody that's congratulating me right now on my new Kid Rock parody video, let me clarify. That's not me. That's actually (laughs) Kid Rock. Dude, this thing has 100,000 likes. Have you seen this Kid Rock song, Don't Tell Me How to Live?
0: I I might have scrubbed through it on my Twitter timeline. That's it.
1: Dude, no exaggeration on my part. This might be the worst song I've ever heard in my life. It is so terrible. Really, it's awful. It's exactly like it's a. There's a reason that Weird Al tweet has resonated so quickly, (laughs) so fastly, and so expansively to everyone because it nails it on the head. This is a a, an absolutely horrible, horrible song that somebody had the the bravery to unleash on the world.
0: Is is the music bad, or is it the messaging, or is it the video? What what exactly was is so revolting?
1: Um. It it is, it is all wrapped into one of just a everything you would imagine of like give me like the worst Kid Rock song you could possibly is put it together. is it
0: rapping Kid Rock or is it country Kid Rock?
1: Uh, it's it's more rapping Kid Rock.
0: Okay, maybe yeah. with a bit of singing in there as well, or just just rap. I don't. I, we don't need this.
1: We're we're not gonna play it. But um, if if you want to get just uh, a taste of this. From hard luck tricks to trust fund freaks, bathroom stalls to penthouse suites, I've been around. I've been around. All right, it's an awful song. <laughs> I you're making. I just wanted to take time out of this show okay. to just just express my uh, my horrific reaction to this the song when I heard it. Okay, I just I'll couldn't go. believe it was even released. It's that bad.
0: I mean, we're you know, I'm sure he has his fans. I'm sure he has uh, many of his fans that probably uh, are probably love it.
1: I read the wrong song. That's another Kid Rock song. Don't tell me you love me. So I don't even have the right song here in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what the song's called. It's like don't don't tell me something. Don't tell me how to live.
0: Okay, there's a reason why we review pro wrestling and not uh, albums on this podcast
1: don't tell me how to live that's the song mm. calling out snowflakes ah okay okay all right all right let's move back to uh to this you can edit all of this out the geeks are all running for the egg vince is with sammy Zayn discussing the title shot if someone finds the egg zane is 95 percent sure he knows who stole the egg so the plot thickens street profits come out and they have a gym bag with something inside Kevin Owens is in the back. He's got his camera phone on. Uh, he's got his, the light on his camera phone as he is uh going looking for this this egg. And Schreiber asks him about abandoning... His I, I'm just night.
0: trying to like envision the perspective of somebody who didn't watch this show and is only listening to your recap. How ridiculous this shit sounds.
1: Kevin Owens I, is wandering around with his cell phone with the flashlight <laughs> on looking for an egg that would grant him a title match. <laughs> oh, man. Now I know why
0: like people still listen to the show, but, but don't watch the, the wrestling. It's... It's, it's entertaining even for me listening.
1: Yes. So from there, uh, <laughs> did he have a point to this promo? He was, he I said he would know. take, he would have great interest in whoever, uh, plans to find this. Egg it, he,
0: it's just there to remind us. he's still in the title picture. He's on the title hunt and the egg hunt.
1: <laughs> the street profits against AJ styles and Omos. Um, So Dawkins gets knocked to the floor. Omos is tagged in. And Montez Ford suddenly finds himself in the ring with Omos. He tries to fight the man with chops. and enziguri. They don't affect Omos. He drops Ford with a clothesline. Dawkins gets thrown back out of the ring by Omos. So Dawkins goes to the bag. He takes out a fire extinguisher. And shoots Omos with a fire extinguisher. This did cause a disqualification. So it's interesting. Because we have we have had this discussion at different times about contact made, what necessitates a DQ. He did not touch Omos with a physical item, but we have learned that uh, the contents of a fire extinguisher necessitates the same impact as would a chair
0: to the back. Well, if you threw a chair at an opponent, I think you'd still get DQ'd. I don't think it's so much about not physically like he... You don't have to be. It's not like electricity, you know. You don't have to conduct the offense from one person to another. But you just have to cause it. You just, I mean, you know, like fire paper, for instance, fireballs. We've seen fireballs in pro wrestling. Yeah, that's you're not really making contact. Projectiles, I think, are a cause for disqualification. We learned right. this made the street prophets look terrible. Okay, <laughs> first of all, they built this whole thing up about like what's in the bag? What's in the bag? It's a fucking fire extinguisher, and why? What? What good reason did they have of of using a fire extinguisher against Olmos? When it, I mean, it could have just been a chair. They got themselves DQ'd, you know. Like are 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 Olmos and AJ the champions? Remind me. No. Oh, who's the champion right now?
1: Uh, it's uh, it's Orton and Rill.
0: Okay, whatever. So I guess it it doesn't matter, but. Still it's like they got themselves they came out here with the intent of getting disqualified.
1: If you okay? lose that moves you up.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's the
1: it's called the Austin theory.
0: Ah, okay, of course. Of matchmaking. So so they came out here with this big trick up their sleeve, a fire extinguisher in a bag. <laughs> and like and like with the intent of using it like what after wrestling for 10 minutes just to exhaust themselves so that they can ultimately get DQ'd. Like that part is stupid, you know? And it just ultimately, again, not to mention the fact that they are baby faces here who almost did nothing wrong. His only offense is being big, which is not a crime, which is not illegal, certainly. And you had the baby faces get out of this terrible, clean matchup. He's too with, good for them with a fire extinguisher. It beat him
1: clean. Yeah. You know this, what they were worried about? They were worried that some other team got the smoke.
0: Oh, that's why. Okay. That makes a whole lot of sense now. You're right. Yeah. I, I think this feud has been terrible. Um, I, the Street Profits have done nothing for me in a long, long time now. And uh, they'll probably get a title shot after this. It is the
1: working logic. Sarah interviewed Zelina and Carmella. Uh, they've also got a title match uh, t- tonight. Uh, why? I don't know. They were eliminated.
0: Because they're night. the only tag team in the division. That's the reason.
1: It's got its benefits. When you're the only challengers in the whole division, you get some perks. <laughs> Veer Mahan is still on his way to Raw. Maybe this has been the same promo every week, but I noticed at this one that he is coming to Raw. And all of his highlights are on Raw. <laughs> he's coming back. Like It's got the logo there and the set. Like he's uh, he. Yeah, I know. This man has only been he's... on Raw and he's now coming to Raw.
0: Well, he's coming with a last name now you know like he he did the work he applied for uh legal uh documentation he's coming to raw with a last name
1: will he st- keep his last name that'll be the question rhea ripley and nikki ash against Zelina and carmella uh, so the idea here is that um nikki is the weak link according to your challengers carmella put on her red mask and then rhea chased after Zelina. And Carmella was going to cover Nikki, but Rhea still made the save. Carmella sent Rhea into the post, so Nikki is left alone with the two of them. Carmella kicks her from the apron, code red, and Zelina pins her in 449, ending the illustrious reign of Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. Not quite two years. No. But it was getting there. it was not. No, they didn't have to vacate after a lengthy reign, and now it is the reign of Zelina and Carmella, which should set up some rematches. Uh, you would think so. I, or do I per- or do drop in Tamina could team.
0: Oh, okay, perhaps. I'm I'm thinking they just hold these belts forever because I don't think that we're getting another tag team in this division at all again. This is a division that they they've cared even less for than the 24 seven division. The 24 seven gets way more creative time and effort put into it than, than these tag titles which are completely dead you know i was happy for these two the fact that th- these are two new yorkers who got a championship win in their hometown so congratulations they're not, they're not
1: baby faces we shouldn't be happy that they won
0: well personally on on a you know behind the scenes uh, perspective um con- that to me was the only value coming out of this but besides that it's like it was a title that you know at this point meant nothing for Nikki and Rhea. Like after they won it after that night, it meant nothing for them. It's in fact taken Rhea down a big notch. I would say maybe the only benefit has been it's it's um hidden her away from title contention, I suppose. So it's kind of kept her fresh. But you know this women's division on Raw now needs contenders, and Rhea Ripley outside of Bianca Belair is probably the biggest name that they have. Rhea versus Becky is 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 actually one of the few options that is actually attractive for an opponent for Becky Lynch. So um, give those things to somebody else.
1: What would you call the team name of Tamina and Dewdrop? Tell me. Samoan Drop. Oh, okay. I love it. Great.
0: (laughs) You're great. Dude, these these reviews...
1: They're about entertaining myself, okay? That, that's how I'm, I'm going to last. DeVille tells Vince that they know where the egg is. So we go to commercial. Everyone's calling up their friends. Yo, they found him. They know where the egg is. Turn on Raw. It's going to be a big moment. We come back. Sami Zayn is in the room with Pierce and DeVille. Austin Theory walks in with the egg. Vince says, why did you do it? He says, I just wanted to take a selfie with it yesterday, but there was security, and I got scared, and I went back to the hotel. See? And he showed a selfie he took with the egg. Vince is going to drop the charges. He reminds... Austin reminds him of himself, and Austin, you will get the title shot tonight. This upset Sammy, who was under the impression that I was going to find the person that stole it and I would get the shot. Vince tells him to shut up and he calls Sammy a snitch. Nobody After likes a snitch. This, this was the climax of this whole story. Oh there yeah, There were no suspects. No, no no, there no, was, no, no. There was nothing.
0: The climax of this story is when Nick Khan looks into the WWE's bank account and sees the zeros at the end coming off of this Red Notice thing. That's the only reason why any of this shit exists, okay? It's like, it's so they can make money off of this deal that this t- movie is paying them a, cre- a stupid amount for, for whatever reason, um, and so that they can create another ad on top of a show that they're already getting paid millions for. So the real suckers are the people that are still watching and giving them this you know, promotional power. Um, but in terms of creativity, are you kidding me? Like, the, It's just a means to an end
1: mysteries are like the easiest thing they are the they are not the easiest to necessarily plot out but they typically will hold people like people love a mystery Mm -hmm. and i'm not asking for uh making a murderer here to be written over overnight here for wwe but
0: can can we sorry please please finish your point
1: all i wanted was just give me a show that's got like some mystery throughout and then a payoff at the end. Instead, we got people rummaging through popcorn and using the flashlight on their phones, and then the dude just walks in with it. Like, Hold break that. this down, this this logic here. It was... I will give them this, okay? I will give them this. They that they actually...
0: A, that they actually, they actually gave us a payoff, because they've dangled mysteries in the past with zero payoff, so this is already better what than What I'm going to say
1: else. is the the faintest of praise that I will throw towards this angle is that... On Sunday, when Roman Reigns walked into that room, the security guy took off.
0: Okay, so, so there was
1: a free path.
0: Oh, okay, all right. Steal the egg. Great, yeah, okay. So that's it a, makes that's complete, what I've got, way. That's what I've got after after,
1: after literally seven hours of WWE programming. That is that is my highest things so, I've got. You're for so clever! Are you kidding me? Wow.
0: Should we like make an Easter egg video about this? Man, we like. I didn't even catch it on my second viewing of it. I'm gonna have to dude, go back.
1: Dude, this was the wire. Yeah.
0: Um can we go back though to Survivor series and no. how how blatantly they tried to dangle the rock in front of this audience? Okay? Like I think you you know, you you know he he wasn't gonna show up. All right? But the average person
1: watching that show
0: you cannot convince me that would I would, I would not-, not
1: hold it against anyone in that building that was hoping that the rock was going to show up I don't think many people were aware that he's in australia it's it's just impossible but but I will say this it makes and I understand for the for red notice there was a certain level of promotion that comes with that that you want to integrate the rock and you you there is no way that Netflix Was sitting down and saying, you know what would really put this whole partnership over the top? Your top guy doing a rock bottom in the main event match that would elicit a chant of Rocky. I think that that would be the cherry on top for this agreement. Well, why did he bring Roman Reigns into
0: the room? Why Roman Reigns and why the mention? I mean, I mean, okay, because it's the Rocks movie. I understand. But again, the whole thing was, to me, blatantly done to try to get the audience to think that this guy was going to show up, if not on Sunday, then on the, on the Monday. And um, we'll see in the ratings whether or not it worked. But, I mean,
1: you know... I, I, I do think tonight's Raw will actually do some somewhat... Like, th- this egg thing and coming off the Survivor Series, I'm actually expecting that they... And Vince being on TV. Like, Vince being on TV I is know, the biggest thing.
0: Which is a real shame. Because it means more we're morons. Okay? Wait,
1: wait till Easter.
0: Yeah. We'll have, we'll have a whole... Easter egg hunt. It means like we we are that stupid. Like they they can go really like the, you know the least amount of effort in, in put in creating these terrible angles. And as long as it's a big name like Vince McMahon attached to it, as long as it's the, the 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 thing that scrapes by with a the, the bare minimum of of a definition of a who done it, um, they can see a spike. So I hope these ratings are terrible tomorrow just to send them a message. But I mean whatever. it doesn't it won't change anything.
1: Sean Ross had a great tweet after last night, and that was that Impact got more out of The Rock for Bound for Glory last year with Ken Shamrock going into the Hall of Fame than WWE got for the 25th anniversary of The Rock. You are not telling me that I don't care what quarantine measures are in place, how far away he is, that he couldn't have at least sent a video.
0: So this was the other thing, too, because he's been on his Instagram like posting photos, apparently, like, from his from LA like he's he's posting like you know him eating from like an LA sandwich shop or something and and you know celebrities can probably like you know pre-record this stuff and 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 tweet it out on a schedule at all all times but you had a lot of the audience thinking that he was actually still around and not actually in Australia but and yeah but it's ridiculous if you could take the time to record something for his Instagram you're telling me you can't do it for a show that's essentially dedicated to you
1: yeah it just seemed like it was (laughs) you've This whole show is structured around The Rock. We don't have The Rock. So, you know, you you have to work around that. Okay, logistically, he can't be here. We need something. We need to do something to not have an audience that is naturally – and they're being pushed in that direction as well. Like, by putting Roman on last, just everything they did, it was tailor-made for that audience in that arena to expect it. Like, I don't blame them.
0: Which is why I think they were more than happy – to operate on the assumption from the audience that he would eventually show up.
1: That's such a weird line of thinking. It's like, they're going to be so excited and want to see The Rock. We're not. We can't deliver it. Like, why would you do that?
0: To get the rating.
1: But for last night, like, what benefit is it to structure so much around? Like, even the rock get- bottom spot is just mind boggling to me. Like, Why?
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. I I mean, I I was gonna say to drive interest to today, perhaps, but I I don't
1: I don't know how much. I don't think anyone believed he was coming tonight. It was uh, I think you know after Sunday. I think those that were not aware of the filming schedule were after last night. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, tonight's show. I, I'm sure we will we will see an interesting uh, number come out on Tuesday. Bobby Lashley against Ray and Dominic. Uh, no, I skipped over something. Uh I skipped over a lot the here. The twenty four seven title. Yes. Uh Reggie and Cedric for the twenty four seven title. Cedric won. Uh the twenty four seven guys ran down. <laughs> Dana Brooke appeared, blockbuster pinned Cedric, and none of the guys could touch Dana. So they are redoing the angle they did years ago with Maria Canellis, where she's a woman and She
0: was pregnant too, wasn't she? At the that's time?
1: right. She was pregnant and they couldn't touch her. Um, in this one, um, they just they Man. didn't want to touch Dana. Has the
0: twenty four seven title been around that long that we're like re redoing angles now?
1: Yes, it's been mm. around like God over two years since that title was brought in. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it was when they had fans.
0: Yeah, more before that even. Like it came around right after the split.
1: I think. Like I'm saying, before the pandemic, uh, when they had fans. So 2019. Yeah, yeah. I know. All right, so Dana's your champion. Ray and Dominic are in the locker room. Dad, I just want to get something off my chest. Last week, you were in the hurt lock, and I just stood there. I didn't know what to do. I'm sorry. Ray says, that's okay, son. Try not to beat yourself up. Ray says that Lashley is not the first monster he's faced. I've faced many monsters, and I've always been ready to fight. I don't need you to fight my battles. But tonight... I fight by your side. It's like, okay, well, which is it, Dad? You don't need me to fight your battles, or you want me in your corner tonight for this handicap match because it's two-on-one. You you either do need me or you don't need me, and based on the results of the last two weeks, two of us together is better than one because we're getting demolished by this dude.
0: Yeah, it wasn't going to make much difference, I guess.
1: Dana was interviewed. She created an opportunity. She overcomes obstacles 24-7 and now has a target on her back but I have created a moment.
0: Oh yeah. Huge. The moment the, where you won the, the championship. I mean, it was her first championship. So um, maybe that was the moment for her. Wow. Uh, but you know, it's a moment that uh, it's a title that's shared by, uh, Byron many Saxton, luminaries.
1: Corey Graves, yep. um,
0: the commentator on Fox, Fox sports. Yeah. Um, what's his he- name? Rosenberg. Has won it, so...
1: is anyone... Do they keep track of the uh, the lineage of this title? Like, is that... Wikipedia does, I'm sure. Is it? Okay. God bless the guy who... Any any that.
0: predictions about how many uh, champions there have been so far?
1: Oh, Jesus. Do you have it in front of you? I'm I would seriously guess... I would guess, like, 400 title changes.
0: Um, Are we up to 400? Okay. I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. And... Uh, not quite. 150. Dana Brooke is hundred. 54th that's it holder
1: i and feel like there, there's been raws where we've gotten like 15
0: but then there are like these brackets like like oh like asterisks so uh, she's I, tec- I i i would get a headache technically the 154th but in brackets the 157th oh um,
1: there's a controversy oh because the
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> so 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 here are the the subject of the uh controversies okay uh Wrestlemania from this past year. Akira Tozawa won the championship, but this took place in the backstage area of Tropicana Field. This title change was shown on WWE's YouTube channel. The actual date the title change took place is unknown. (laughs) WWE's official title history does not reflect this title change. And he also lost it to Joseph Average, uh, who's the Old Spice guy. Okay. Uh, played by Eric B- Rick Boogs, and then uh, R Truth. So there, there are three unofficial Old Spice um title reigns that may or may not be a part of it.
1: Yes, the um the prestigious twenty four seven championship as documented. Yeah, I I think like yeah, I don't know, I don't know I don't know. Let's not give it too much thought. Uh, Lashley against Ray and Dominic. MVP got on the microphone and said Ray is an icon. Despite his diminutive size, but as a father, you leave so much to be desired. I'm disappointed in you. He says monsters are real. You've defeated many, but none like Lashley and asks, what are you going to do when Dominic is in the Hurtlock and you have to explain to your wife, Angie, that he got injured because of your ego. And when she is so upset with you, why don't you give her my number?
0: Ooh, Nice. Nice. Good promo for an MVP. You know, talking about the man's wife, uh, really cutting deep on the family things. I, no, honestly.
1: Perfect promo for two baby faces to uh, come back and, and gain a measure of revenge for <laughs> moments later um, well. to, to, uh, to combat this, this despicable manager. Yeah,
0: you weren't going to see that today.
1: Maybe maybe I I thought this was almost like too much. It's like you're killing these guys. We have to have them humiliated on top of it. I mean, that's assuming
0: they care about the value of, you know, like we see on this show that there are guys that they actually want to protect and guys that they don't give a shit about. And unfortunately, Rey Mysterio and Dominic are people on the side of I don't give a shit. They don't give a shit about them and have been on that side for a long, long time. I mean, they're just, you know, a name here to like a Finn Balor to make the other guys look good.
1: So the only time the Mysterios would gain an advantage is when they were double teaming Lashley. Uh, this included uh, Dominic stop stopping a hurt lock to Ray and then was caught with a Pescado, and Ray was uh, uh, saving Dominic from being run into the post after the break. MVP uh, slaps Dominic from the floor. Lashley then runs Dominic into the post and avoids a sunset flip when Ray hits him with a senton. They hit a double 619, frog splash by Dominic, frog splash by Ray. Lashley still kicks out from a double cover, <laughs> spears Ray, and then puts Dominic in the hurt lock for the submission. <laughs> just uh, just like Bobby Lashley running through these dudes like, uh, like you would expect. I don't know yeah. what Lashley's being built up for, but he's just Lashley destroying people.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think that, you know, I, I don't think it's ever a bad thing that they're pushing one of their top backs strong, um, unfortunately. I just yeah. want
1: them to find this conviction with a baby face. For the love of God, can we create a baby face?
0: True, yeah.
1: We're we're, we're fine with, like, our, our well, heel side is okay on both shows, but I'm we tr- we need some baby faces.
0: Well, so I was trying to think who, who Lashley would be facing, and the only name I could come up with might be Damien Priest. Might be Edge, actually, is an Edge on Raw now. Um, yes, you're right. Yeah, maybe it's Edge. You know, maybe Edge will come back. Um, but they're they're building him very strong.
1: Kevin Patrick is with Biggie. He let a lot of people down last night. I can't blame anyone but myself. But it's time to move on. And he does. He moves on. He's got to worry about Rollins and Owens and says Austin Theory is young and brash, but he's also talented. But I'm going to leave the Barclays Center feeling pretty 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 good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Continuing the uh, Larry David thread, um, you know, I was curious how they would handle Biggie coming back off of the loss, and their their tactic is seemingly just kind of ignoring it and having the care shrug your on.
1: shoulders. I lost. Moving yeah. on.
0: Yeah, um, it it tends to be the case with the with the new day and um, significant losses. Unfortunately, it's the power of positivity. I guess after that's
1: all, that's it. That's it. Kofi gave him advice. It's like you have these. Uh, hey, man, you mm-hmm. you got twenty two minutes. I got, I got a couple seconds. Kevin Patrick was with Liv Morgan. And Kevin Patrick says, you must be over the moon after Team Raw won last night. And everyone is thinking, why would she be over the moon? And Becky walks in and says what was on everyone's mind, saying, like, you lost last night. And once again, Liv underdelivered. She reminds everyone how she failed at money in the bank. And Liv is pretty sure I held that title last night. Becky just laughs and says, "Yeah, at autograph sessions, I let little kids hold this title every weekend," and says that Liv embarrassed everyone and starts mocking her and asking if she's going to cry until Liv snaps. This is a going. This is a trend now for our baby faces. She snaps and nails Becky. Yeah,
0: you know it was like a, a schoolyard bully segment where you know I think Becky did her best to try to make the little kid cry and um i i think Liv morgan's punch was supposed to be a lot more impactful than it came across um i didn't really sense it didn't really feel that way for me and i i i just i don't know how good her acting is to be able to pull off like this and i think it's a shitty character to begin with like i feel like there's a real great story within her A real great promo within her if she can dig into like some of her real life aspects. Um, but instead she's kind of being reduced to like you know six-year-old being teased on the playground. And it's unfortunately maybe not um doing it for me so much.
1: Damien Priest comes out for his open challenge. He is confronted by Commander Aziz and Apollo Cruz. And we got to hear Commander Aziz speak, and then Cruz speak this was riveting stuff apollo said mr priest or should i say Damien? it seems you have a split personality of late
0: oh man yeah uh yeah so they're getting aziz to speak now he's doing the introductions for apollo Cruz. um i think it's a this gimmick is is death for him i mean it's his deacon batista Like it's done nothing for him. You know, he debuted very much at the same time as Omos and maybe there's a difference in skill level, but certainly in terms of gimmick, you know, they've, they have not given Aziz a whole lot to do.
1: No, no, it feels, uh, he was a idea once upon a time that has just kind of, um, faded into the background. So, Damien responds, or was it Mr. Priest? We're not sure. And says that, do you remember that we're in New York? And this crowd cheers. Uh, this is after they booed him last night. So Damien Priest is, in fact, a babyface, so we've uh, established that uh, character trait. And says, if you want to talk, why don't you two start a podcast, or we can just fight. And Apollo Crews says, no. Can you imagine, like, a like Apollo Crews doing a whole
0: podcast in his voice? Um,
1: They could try. Sure. I'd love to hear them review Raw. <laughs> Me too. I would love to hear them review Raw. So instead, Stan- Sami Zayn comes out, he wants the title shot, so he gets it. And so th- there's quite the... Uh, on the show where these people are destroying this whole arena to find an egg for a WWE title shot, you have another guy w- willingly walk away from your secondary title.
0: Oh yeah, like nobody wants that thing. <laughs> what? You kidding me? Why is there such a disparity between the two? Oh god, have you seen the booking? You want to be on the pre-show, John? Come on, nobody wants these things. You well, get stuck at the border.
1: They had a heavy They had a very quick match here. I was I was out of raw by this point, wait. This to me was just a show that was like never ending. Zane grabs the belt on the floor, pie faces Priest, and this causes Priest to snap. And it seems like his directive is to make it as animated. Like take what you did last time and multiply it by 10 each time and that's where we're at like i think they want him to like turn red yeah um i i wonder
0: like i really do wonder where they got the idea from maybe it was from them i do think it's like maybe just from the name okay oh you're damien and you're a priest you're bad and you're good (laughs) so so this is the damien um I I do think the crowd is reacting well for it though. They recognize this as like a big Hulk up spot.
1: That's the goal is to make it a Hulk up spot. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think it's working well. Uh but man, a feud with Apollo Cruz, like Cruz has been so cold since coming to Raw. So I don't know. It's it's it but it's just another win for for Priest on his way to the bigger feud, I guess.
1: So uh after the Priest makes his big comeback, Chokeslam Reckoning pins Sami Zayn. Austin Theory is interviewed. He shows off his selfie with Vince McMahon. He's going to become the youngest champion and compares what he did for Team Raw to what Big E did at the Survivor Series. I was like, you both lost. You both had like equal failure, but you happen to be on the team where the guy did survive.
0: Pretty much. Yeah. Hmm.
1: So if if they do, you think 24 hours ago they knew Austin Theory would be the one to be the center of this egg discovery?
0: Um, your guess is as good as mine, but um,
1: I would probably bet no. <laughs> I would think if we had 24 hours of foresight that he should have just survived with, with Rollins.
0: Well. I mean, to to be fair to them, I, I don't think this is meant to be like a viable contender type of thing. Like, this is supposed to be like somebody backdooring their way into a, an undeserved title opportunity. This so, is the whole focus of the show. But it's it's not like, you know, Austin Theory is getting the title shot because he's a competent wrestler. I mean, he, you know, he's he had an eight-minute match because he was a competent wrestler. But it, it's not like he earned the shot.
1: So wouldn't, I, wouldn't this be more intriguing if he had just had a big win the night before? Like there was an an inch of momentum. But they to wanted to give this. that to Rollins, who's a real contender. He's got his title match.
0: He yeah, but say. they wanted to put the, you know they wanted to fire him up, like the same reason why Lashley got the win.
1: Well, we go to the main it event. It doesn't. It doesn't matter a whole lot. Like it could have been. It anybody. should matter. That's the thing. It should matter. Like but, there, there should be there's a reason that people get over and there's a reason that others don't
0: i mean yeah yeah sure you're right um i guess like in in my mind they look at austin theory as like you know just kind of a like they did book him strong you know he was one of the final two um but they wanted the sole survivor thing and they thought it was more important to give that to rollins
1: rollins is out and he's sitting ringside this is where the crowd's humming and then with theory down kevin owens comes out and theory is able to take advantage um biggie comes back belly to bellies and the splash and then there's a spear on the apron attempt by biggie but he's nailed with a knee hits the urinagi out of the corner and then biggie is on the floor when rollins chop blocks his knee and this leads to a rolling blockbuster by theory Owens then throws Rollins into the ring, distracting the ref, and and then Owens and Rollins start arguing on the floor, and they argue at such a uh, volume that Austin Theory turns his back on Big E and is distracted by these two arguing on the floor for the longest time. He turns around and gets hit with the big ending and is pinned and looked like a total idiot, which I guess is the character.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, but that's a lot of their characters seemingly cuz this just feels like it's um it's a pretty default finish for a WWE match. Uh terribly lame uncreative distraction finish. Um but yeah, you know, as a test for theory in a main event, I thought he looked good, you know, not amazing, but like maybe, you know, maybe like a John Cena level, uh like maybe above John Cena level in terms of athleticism. He has a size. He's good looking. And clearly Vince likes him enough to put him in a position like this. He's the guy who got the egg. So um, I, I, I see, you know, like if he continues, like I see, I see Vince like wanting to use him a whole lot more because I, I feel like this, this was probably a satisfying performance from him.
1: Uh, and then at the end of it, we had Rollins get attacked by Big E. Roll, uh, Owens took off and it ended with a big ending to Rollins. And then, like, a long period, like, they had two minutes to fill of Biggie and Owens yelling at each other with Biggie in the ring and Owens on the ramp, and we just got multiple replays of the ending until we got to the end of the hour and the end of the show. Yeah, yeah.
0: So they are setting up a three-way, it looks like, for their next big show, which, which will likely be day one. I think it's really bullshit how the guy who ended up winning your Survivor Series match gets the same result coming out as the guy who left at the beginning of the match. You know, (laughs) isn't that ridiculous? (laughs) Yeah. Like Owens and Rollins are both going to end up with title shots. And I mean, I guess Owens is a genius, you know,
1: they, I thought they didn't even like, I, I guess it was like, it was mentioned. It just didn't seem like it was a big part of the story of Owens walking out on the team beyond sarah schreiber asking him about it and owen's kind of ignoring it um but yeah that that was it um mm-hmm. I, I i just think like it, it's really hard to get over just like the booking like you really have to just turn off so much to get into any of this and and i didn't think anything on this show like if you're just watching and saying hey i don't care about the angles they don't they don't hinder my enjoyment of this i i like the wrestling to me left a lot to be desired on this show. I didn't think there was anything really spectacular on the show. And um, you had a show built around an egg that led to a title match. And that was it.
0: Yeah, I was, um, I, I, you know, like maybe this show is at its most lucrative point in history, like between all the great, (laughs) amazing deals that they're creating with like movie properties and credit cards and, draft kings and all this other bullshit they're probably making more money now than they ever have but it all also feels like they are at their peak of creative um bankruptcy lately because it feels like they're putting zero effort into into f- like it's one thing to like you know have a uh, fulfillment of like oh we got to mention this movie but it's it's another thing to like put absolutely the bare minimum of effort into try to integrate some of these properties onto your show and that's what we got here with a very poor attempt at a payoff for this two two night long who done it um you know survivor series itself is a concept that is strictly there to just sell a pay-per-view on name and concept with very little thought on how to follow up with the characters afterwards um clearly those matches had zero stakes for any of the performers tonight Big E, I I was disappointed at the pretty non-existent attempt to try to get him to sell the loss, nor really like grow from the loss. He just straight up ignored it and moved on. Um Big Becky is completely ignoring the nights of uh, the prior night's events and just going back to being a heel. Um, even though she's probably you know more liked than her next opponent in Liv Morgan. And then we got what, Bianca and Dewdrop, and then two two title switches for titles that nobody gives a shit about in the tag team titles in the 24 seven in so and a if, fire extinguisher and a fire extinguisher so if you haven't been watching WWE TV lately you're good you don't need to come back you probably have no reason to come back until the rumble because this is not a good show right now
1: let's go to the feedback and hear what everyone had to say we start off with dan i tuned into raw for the egg story i was disappointed by the egg story <laughs> Apologizing, uh, Apologies to newly crowned 24-7 title holder Dana Brooke, but I wasn't wild about the non-egg stories either. Even Becky's in-ring promo felt off by her standards. Happy to see Seth is okay, and I can't imagine I'm the only person who guessed a bunch of leftover Pizza Hut was the surprise in the Street Profits bag. Nope, they, they fooled you. They gotcha. <laughs> Maybe they have a deal with a fire extinguisher company.
0: Today. Oh, yes. yes, That's a co-promotion. All right, Kate from Montreal says, for a brief moment, one guy managed to unite all wrestling fans tonight. We all agree that attacking performers makes you a complete arsehole. I was genuinely worried that the eggs Hunt story was going to culminate in someone getting fired, which would have been incredibly tone deaf, even for a company that spent four hours last night teasing an appearance by someone they knew wasn't coming. Sorry, I'm not, I'm still not over how weird that was. So by that measure, I guess that result was better than I expected. Do you think there is a longest term plan for Austin Theory?
1: <laughs> long term, it's yeah, only but like he'll be on Raw next week. That's the long term plan.
0: I don't think there's a. I mean, I do think like eventually, not this year, but like maybe the year after. I I do think he he would be a perfect character, poised for somebody that they would pick for a Money in the Bank. Um, but I think we're we're a bit of a ways away from it. But today, I think was a big test. You know, they gave him a big role. He got the main event against Big E in a championship match. And I thought he did pretty well, you know, at least according to their eyes. Like, if they think Braun Breaker is at this level, I mean, I think Austin Theory is of a very similar mold. I think Austin Theory is better, quite frankly, you know, like good in ring. uh, This is a good character for him. So I definitely think like they have plans for him, but I don't know how immediate they would be.
1: Carl from Calgary with the golden egg heist. I wondered if we were going to get Rikishi coming forward saying I did it for The Rock. Very anticlimactic end to the search. I guess a way to give Theory a look in a big profile match. I do like Big E having multiple threats with Rollins and Owens. October 4th was the last time the Raw women's tag titles were defended, which shows how little importance they carry. Our British monarch and Miss America, the new champions. Okay, uh, in reference to your new team uh i feel like dominic is getting worse not better developmental would be the best place for him i get ray wanting to share the ring with his son though is is he
0: is he actually getting worse in ring i feel like he's been pretty constant like the the... i'm not seeing
1: i'm not seeing like the um i'm not watching a guy that i think if we were to sit down and watch a year ago you would see like gigantic um improvements
0: Uh, but but the stories have have been non-existent like he hasn't had an actual program. In a long long time
1: no i i'm i'm talking strictly like bell to bell as just has he even had a chance
0: to like actually have like the types of matches he was he was allowed to have a year and a half ago
1: well that's to the point is he improving like is he like you're not you're not wrestling as often you're not doing those kinds of matches and this is someone in still like the development years of his career So, I mean, we said that from the get go, like here is a guy that you can see, like, there's a lot of potential in this guy. But this is a company that absent house shows is not like a great place to be learning and improving when you're not when when you are so young. Right. Says that Sami Zayn remains one of my favorite competitors. The only part of the egg hunt that I liked. Four out of ten show from Carl.
0: Okay, thank you. Thank you for continuing to uh, vote out of 10 for these shows, even though we took away the, uh, the poll. So
1: good. Cool. Four out of 10. So there you go. The, the mystery was solved tonight. The egg has been returned. Now the question, will Vince McMahon be returned on Raw?
0: Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I suppose we'll the,
1: probably, uh, that answer will probably be made on Tuesday afternoon.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. But how many times can they go to Vince? Didn't they try this for a time and it just kind of like stopped
1: working? Traditionally, it's like you get like a little bit of a spike and then it's diminishing returns. And I would imagine it would be no different this time. I I do think this tonight will do well. Um, But if you go to this, you know, if he's on the next two or three weeks, I don't think you're going to see that that same bump. It's it's a total temporary fix going to Vince McMahon. Mm -hmm. Well, that's going to wrap things up again. We're back Tuesday uh, evening with talk and uh, it will sound seamless because we will be in person. So I look forward to that way and uh, we, will, we will speak then. Thanks to all of you for joining us live. Uh, we are live after every Raw, every Dynamite, every SmackDown. So we will speak with you later this week.